Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey. From the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose. A disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica from a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland, Season 1, Reggae Junkie Joe. Whole barrage of righteous people out there. Because sometimes the story is the best song. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Thank <laughs> you.
Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks so much for checking out the series, making your way here. Hopefully you dig what you hear enough to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out every single week. In fact, three brand new interviews with your favorite artist. It helps you discover some new ones, just keeps you afloat on everything that's happening in the music world. Uh, and of course, you can find us at all the major spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or YouTube where you can find the video version of this interview. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I'm talking with the Avalanches, who return with a new album, a concept album, called We Will Always Love You. I'm going to talk to uh, to Robbie and Tony about um, teaming up with dozens of famous artists to create these songs uh, that's really about the universe and mortality and the afterlife and everything in between that. They cover so much ground over like 25 tracks. It's it's really impressively amazing. Uh, but this time around, they say they're putting the uh, the importance on songwriting ahead of the sampling. It's really about the song, not that they've abandoned sampling. There's still plenty of that in here. In fact, it's coming from the most interesting of places, whether it's uh, the golden record that was sent out to space or these uh, amazingly eerie sounds that kind of tie all the tracks together. And I'm going to ask them about working with some of the artists, uh, Mick Jones from The Clash. In fact, uh, you know, Mick Jones, he, after The Clash, he did Big Audio Dynamite themselves using a lot of samples. So I want to see what the relationship was like there. And they're going to give us a little look into what the upcoming tour is going to be. Uh, they say it finds the two bringing back the art form of sampling live in front of the audience, building those songs up, deconstructing them. So let's get into this and talk about this beautiful record called We Will Always Love You. It's Kyle Meredith with The Avalanches. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having us. Uh, congratulations on uh, We Will Always Love You. I, I really do mean this. You all set the bar high from the beginning, and there's no way that you can top that, and still yet you do every single time. Uh, the compliments first. This this record is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's lovely. It's always good to hear. <laughs> it, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, it is a it is a big concept record. And when you pull back, I mean, you all talk about space and you all talk about life and death and ghosts and i'm pretty sure you just made a record that was like the entire universe and everything inside it which is not an easy thing to do where did this concept come from i mean did you all go into it saying this is a record we want to make or was this something that actually this couldn't have come just organically as you went along could it it's funny i mean it started with um it was an internal journey, internal introspection. And I guess, you know, 20 years on from our first record, we were reflecting a little bit on our own mortality and our own journeys through life and through tough times and uh, ups and downs and a journey from darkness to light, really. So, you know, the, the concept of, a, of, of inner exploration, our own mortality and those bigger questions about what happens to us when we die, um, that was sort of the beginning point. And then as the music develops, the concept became richer and richer and it was, became this kind of broader tapestry that expanded to encompass other things like mediums and uh, we were sampling lots of mediums recordings off YouTube when they were claiming to be talking to the dead. Uh, we became interested in the Voyager Golden Record Project which deals with trans transmission and the human voice and the human vibration and um, so all these things began to link together in our minds and also just being sample based artists and and um, reflecting on our history with sampling the human voice and what does the human voice mean and encompass. And, you know, if we're sampling very, very old recordings uh, of singers who have long since passed away, it's almost like we're summoning spirits, you know. And so we were thinking about all these, all these things. And um, 
somehow um, it ended up in this this album we were always talking about. I hope that answer makes some kind of sense. It would make a lot more sense than if I explained it. And <laughs> <laughs> still, to put that all in a pot and for it to make sense, for the music to make sense, I think that's the real master move right here. And you know, it's it's interesting to hear you come at it from such a personal angle because in the past few years, I've noticed that there's there's been other artists who have chosen to write about space, and I thought, well, that makes sense because. Uh, for a lot of times, space is sort of a, an, an escapism point for writing, you know, or for us, you know, we we look to there when we're trying to get away from all the things that are happening here. Mm -hmm. it, but did that have anything to do with this or was it really more of just the personal spots of your lives? It was more a personal journey. And it's almost like that the, 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 the universe mirrors. It's like a very small uh, personal journey. So it's like the macro and the micro at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like... The vastness of space almost mirrors, you know, the vastness of our consciousness in a way. And you know, if you're if you're thinking about themes of uh, vibration and 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 energy, um, you know, it, it leads you naturally to thinking about these bigger themes. And also, you know, like I love reading about how every um, radio broadcast that's ever been broadcast from planet Earth is still floating out there somewhere so you know like Elvis's voice is still floating out there through the cosmos and John Lennon's and Tammy Wynette's and Donald Trump's and you know like <laughs> all this noise that we broadcast from the planet is still floating out there through the cosmos and it will be all these vibrations will still be out there long after the planet is no more so I love thinking about like these these spirits of 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 musicians who are long since passed away still vibrating out there through the cosmos and and the golden record um seemed to be a neat a neat way to sort of summarize all, all those emotions and feelings just the the voices of celestial bodies floating around it it's beautiful it really is it's a beautiful like concept. Trump. <laughs> you know except for that one i wasn't considering that someone needs <laughs> someone needs to hit mute on that yeah, if you just hit the black hole on that one maybe. Just fall right <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so you know uh tony i'll throw this one to you then you know with, with such a grand topic you have all of these guests it's obviously not the first time you guys have done a guest heavy record but what are those conversations like i mean how how much do you have to kind of roll this out to them to make sure it all comes together because that's a lot of moving parts. Uh, well, there is a lot of moving parts. So Robbie actually wrote a thesis. Um, I'm teasing, <laughs> I, I'm teasing, but it was close to a thesis <laughs> about the themes of the record. Like what what he just said then was kind of skirting the, the you know, the, the bigger picture, but it was beautiful. Like it was so eloquent, uh, eloquently put sorry it's morning here um and and so so he would send those notes to the artist that we were going to want to work with and you know most of them were were so amazing that they got it straight away they kind of understood and everyone just you know puts puts that information and then interprets it through their own prism of what they believe that that all means which is so beautiful it's like we all kind of can take information and and we'll all judge it and think about it in a different way so, so that was that was like the starting point for them to kind of get on board with the teams and everything like that. And even with writing lyrics, it's like they kind of knew where they were meant to place it in. Um, and a lot of, you know, some people we kind of sent it to and were like, man, you guys are out of your minds and I have no idea what you're on about. And maybe next time. <laughs> so, so it definitely started with, you know, th these kind of like notes that Robbie had written and, and kind of that would get them on board or off the train. 
But it, to a certain point, though, it does. I have to come back to the song. And I think you all have talked about that some in these interviews as well. You know, for the first time around 20 years ago, the songs were great, but it was seemed to be almost as much about the trick of what you were pulling off. Whereas this time it does. It's like, how important was that to make sure that these were just really good songs? Yeah, I think, um, I, I mean, I remember, I mean, it sort of began with like the parallel conversation to all these themes was was just a practical one, which is like, we cannot spend 16 years again making a record, which is what our second album took to complete, you know. And so we, Tony and I would have discussions about like, well, why don't we just write eight really good pop songs and that's an album and they won't even join together and they won't flow. I mean, that's what we came into it's kind of thinking. And of course, us being us, it ends, easy. Yeah. And uh, us being us, it ends up being 25 tracks and it all flows together and, you know, <laughs> but, but yes, we wanted to just, um, like I think on that first Since I Left album, which you touched on, I felt personally like maybe twice, two of those 18 songs uh, we succeeded in writing a beautiful pop song just from samples and the rest mm -hmm. were kind of journey soundscape pieces you know and that since mm -hmm. i left you song i remember when we finished it i thought we've done it we've written a beautiful pop song with a chorus and a bridge and a, and a verse just from samples and um so maybe we're just 20 years on getting better and better at what we do and, and there's like a lot of great pop songs on this record and and um and that's probably why it's such a strong album some of these guests i, I do want to bring up a, a couple of them here um I'm always delighted to see and hear from Mick Jones, big hero of mine. And I started thinking about the lineage of what you all do and where he came from. Do you all get to talk to him? Like what he was doing with uh, Big Audio Dynamites seems like that's part of the through line to what the Avalanches would eventually become. Do you ever get to talk to him about that stuff? No, we didn't get to speak to him, although I mentioned it mm. in an email, but I, he never replied. So I don't, I don't know what he thinks about Big Audio Dynamites. <laughs> but... but um, yeah, I mean, Big Audio Dynamite had big hits on the radio here in Australia when I was in mm -hmm. school, and that was some of the first sample-based music I'd heard, and it's definitely part of our history and our DNA, which is why it's so lovely to have him on the record. Uh, Leon Bridges, I think he holds the distinction of being the person who's not only featured on here, but also sampled. Is that right? Like, I don't know if anybody else gets that like that. How did that come about? I mean, what, why, why? Bad News is a great song. I love it, by the way. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, Mick Jones had that distinction as well because we had a bigger audio dynamite sample, but we couldn't clear it. So. <laughs> I think it was, it was him who actually said, you got to take that out because oh, wow. I think the singer, the, the, the guy who raps on it, it's never going to let you clear it. And we're like, okay, Mick. <laughs> and it's, you know, when I think about sampling too, it's almost in that classic style. But, but again, that's not where you kept the parameters because I know you all are doing so many different eras, but, you know, like with Leon's Bad News and everything, I mean, that's, that's so recent. Is it a trick to sort of make all of those different eras sound consistent in any way? Um, I guess it's what, it's, it's, it's kind of what we've always been doing. It's, um, using samples from from the very beginning, we're pulling from like some crazy 1930s theremin record and 70s funk, and it's always been about just bridging these different eras and somehow creating something new. So even like people like, oh, how does it, you know, how's it different working with a guest vocalist because he used to samples, and we're like, well, we kind of treat them like samples. So we get something back, and we listen to it like a sample and we'll move it around and you know if it needs to be moved around sometimes people just do you know things that are perfect and we don't really need to do that much but other times we will need to move a lot of stuff around and do a lot of editing and everything like that so I feel like it's just 
kind of what we've always been doing is yeah mashing a whole bunch of different era stuff together to to make avalanches tracks i think yeah. we almost let go of when we're in a good place and riding just from pure inspiration it's 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 irrelevant to us if it's a new track or a very old track we're chasing a feeling and that's all that matters and uh any music if uh can can have that on the day it's like about connecting with that little piece of music you're hearing and it fitting a mood and then um, you're building on that and making a track. I'll tell you, I, I kind of stepped out, I guess, of the of the world for a little bit because when I was started interviewing more um, present bands, younger bands, new bands, or whatever, and they would talk about sampling, I thought they'd be talking about what we're talking about here, and that word just sort of means something completely different these days. Like everybody's just picking from the same bucket and taking the same drum track now, and I'm like, that's that seems like a cheat. That's <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. What does what is the what is the tour going to look like for this? Obviously, you know, we all know what's going on in the world, but but I know you, you are most artists are starting to see the end of the tunnel at this point. What is the tour going to look like for this record? We're, speaking of sampling, I mean, we're bringing it back to the art form of sampling, and I think our show will be um, pulling the songs apart and revealing the the component parts and building them back up again, like in front of people's eyes. So uh, we, we really want to bring it back to the art form of what we do and make it like a pure expression of, of the art form of sampling. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. Later on this year, do you guys got the, or I haven't looked, are the dates out there yet? We've got some dates tentatively for Australia because there's shows beginning, beginning in around April with, you know, like limited capacity, half capacity and third capacity. We're tentatively hoping to come to the States around September. Fingers crossed. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, Robbie, Tony, I, again, I can't give you enough compliments on this record. It is, you, you guys are genius at what you do. And I don't throw that word around light, but seriously, it's just amazing what you would, uh, thank you for putting the love and time in on the songwriting because it definitely shows. Oh man, thank you so Thanks, much. Kyle. It's a pleasure Lovely. talking to you both. Hopefully we'll see you over here around September. We hope so. Thanks right, Kyle. Awesome. No problem. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Take care, guys. Thank Bye. you. Cool. My thanks to Robbie and Tony. The Avalanches, the brand new record is called We Will Always Love You. Thanks to you for checking out this interview again. Before you get out, please do hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast. Again, YouTube has the video version for the three brand new interviews that we put out every single week. Afterwards, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.